0: Good morning, everyone. David Guedini here, bringing you week two of video messages. Last week, you may have heard that uh, I couldn't make it in because Tina had COVID, and she's now day nine or ten and uh, doing great. But since then, the entire family has gotten COVID. The entire family, except me. Go figure on how that happens. I don't know. But I uh, all four of my family members got it. I have remained as the sole person without it. So that keeps me back in quarantine here for one more week. I um, want to thank you all for praying for us through this. I know Matt brought it up last week that we had it, but but I got to tell you, as I was listening to it, I was like, oh, my gosh, this this sounds so serious. And for us, it's really not. I mean, this has hit some families hard. We got it, but, you know, honestly, it has not been bad at all. If anything, we're bored more than anything. So we look forward to seeing you soon, but uh, for now, just to kind of keep the distancing going on, I'm going to bring you the message this way. And what I want to follow up with is this idea of trying to understand God by what he does. And one of the key things that you see Isaiah the prophet talk about is how God speaks, now, I think for a lot of us, we come at a certain impasse uh, with God. We talk to God, right? Many of us a lot. And we, we call this prayer. And, and I think many times we wonder, like, why isn't he talking back? Um, it can be frustrating, can't it? Uh if, leave you feeling alone, hurt. You know, I've personally known a lot of people um, who in times when they were really seeking God, like adamantly, just like fervently talking to God, praying that they've lost hope or they lost faith or they rejected God or started to disbelieve in him because in those times, it felt like there was no response. And and what I don't mean is that they didn't get what they wanted. That may have factored in, but no, what I mean is they felt like they were talking and just talking into a void. It wasn't just that God said no. It was that God didn't seem to say anything. I don't know. You ever feel like that? I mean, if so, you're not alone. And it can really leave you feeling hurt or frustrated or even abandoned. But, you know, Jesus... Kind of counters this and he says, God is a God who talks to us. Uh, he does this in many ways, but mainly God seems to talk through people, through prophets and preachers, and of course, most notably through Jesus himself. And it's not that these conversations or these words are forgotten either, because over the years they've been codified and in, put into the Bible and It literally becomes known as God's word. Now, the Bible does say that God communicates in other ways, too. I mean, I think of Elijah, who is looking for God, yet he hears him in a still, small voice, you know, whatever that means. Does that mean in his conscience in some kind of way, or does that mean God is speaking so quietly and unobtrusively that unless you are paying attention in listening, you'll miss it? I don't know. Isaiah will talk about how God speaks through creation, that the creation celebrates God and shouts joys of God and communicates God that the trees and the rocks are clapping their hands. I mean, Jesus himself even picks up on this when he says that that if his disciples were to keep quiet, the stones would cry out. There's a C.S. Lewis quote that I love as well, where he says, you know, that God whispers to us in our pleasure, speaks to us in our conscience, but shouts to us in our pain. And he goes on to say that that's a megaphone to rouse a deaf world. But the fact is, God does speak. And, you know, I have to imagine um, this communication process, it's as frustrating for God as it is for us. We talk and talk and pray and pray And wonder why God doesn't answer. And at least according to Jesus, God talks and talks and communicates and communicates and has to be sitting there wondering why we don't listen. I mean, this is what Jesus is getting at when he says, He who has ears, let him hear. I want to read this passage from Isaiah 45 to you. Look at what God says here. He says, I have not spoken in secret. From somewhere in a land of darkness, I have not said to Jacob's descendants, seek me in vain. I, Yahweh, speak. Isaiah 45, I, Yahweh, speak the truth and declare what's right. God speaks. (laughs) Have you ever witnessed a conversation where, where two people are talking, 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 and yet neither of them is listening to each other or or, or worse where someone is talking but the other person insists on hearing what they want to hear and even whether intentionally or inadvertently twisting the words and completely missing what the person is trying to say You know, it makes me think that maybe it's not a case so much that God isn't talking. Maybe it's more that we're just not listening or that we don't know how to listen or that we don't understand what we're hearing. Maybe we don't know what to even listen for or how to interpret what God is saying or maybe even inadvertently changing it. It's got got to be frustrating. I know it's certainly frustrating for us. How much more has this got to be frustrating for God? But Isaiah describes God as a God who speaks more than that. He describes God as a God who shouts. Let me share three passages with you. Isaiah 40. It says, a voice of one calling. In the desert, prepare the way for Yahweh. Make straight in the wilderness a highway for our God. It's God sending someone to speak. Yahweh is here, shouting in the desert, in the lonely places. God is coming, crying out. It goes on. Verse 5. And the glory of Yahweh will be revealed, and all mankind together will see it. For the mouth of Yahweh has spoken. A voice says, cry out. And Isaiah says, what shall I cry? Look at what God says. All men are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall because the breath of Yahweh blows on them. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but here it is. But the word of our God stands forever, that that Yahweh speaks, and his word isn't fleeting or uncertain that when he says something, you can depend on it. And it goes on. Isaiah 40, verse 9, he says, You who bring good tidings to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good tidings to Jerusalem, lift up your voice. Lift it with a shout. Lift it up. Do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, Here is your God. See, the Lord Yahweh comes with power, and his arm rules for him. See, his reward is with him. And his recompense accompanies him. He tenders his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those who have young. To Isaiah, from Isaiah's perspective, God is shouting. Not an angry parent who's yelling at their kids, but a shout of hope, a shout of joy, a a shout going, Look, listen. I'm here. Isaiah will describe it as a warrior shout, a warrior shout in victory, a call to battle, but a call to celebration. Look at what he says Isaiah 42 Yahweh will march out like a mighty one. Like a warrior, he will stir up his zeal. With a shout, he will raise the battle cry and will triumph over his enemies. He says, For a long time, I kept silent, I have been quiet and held myself back. But now, now like a woman in childbirth, I cry out, I gasp, I pant. God is proclaiming, God is making noise. God is shouting out, a warrior fighting for his people and to win, a hero in battle, who lets us know that in our battles and our struggles, Our feet are solid on him. God is a God who speaks. But it's not the only way to look at this. Because there are times when God doesn't speak. Some people browbeat. You ever been around them, Like total nag? People that seek to dominate you by the tone of their words, with, with, the, with the volume of their words, with, with the, it, just how many words they keep spewing out, that it kind of overwhelms you. Not God. Look at what Isaiah says. He will not shout or cry out or raise his voice in the streets. A bruised reed he will not break. And a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. No, in faithfulness he will bring forth justice. That God is not here to dominate, nor will he seek to dominate by his words. Have you ever been around people who all they do is lament? about themselves. You know, woe is me this, woe is me that, talking about their miseries, talking about their injustices, how they've been slighted, how they've been wrong. Not God. Let me share this from Isaiah 53. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before his shearers is silent So he did not open his mouth. For centuries, followers of Jesus have understood these as prophecies talking about him. Whether directly or indirectly, echoing the nature of God and Christ himself. Or maybe you've been around the person who's a narcissist. You know, every conversation, it's all about them. Not God. I like how Isaiah puts it. He says a bruised reed. He will not break. Not seeking to dominate the conversation and bring all attention to himself. No far the opposite. At the cross, Jesus kept silent. When he was accused falsely, he didn't seem to try to defend himself call out the injustice of the situation? To attack his accusers? No, he remains silent, much to the amazement of Pilate and others. Because sometimes God speaks loudest when he doesn't use words at all. It might surprise you, but God's not a glory hound. And most of what he says is not even so much about his glory, but what he's doing for you. And more than that, more times than not, God speaks by what he does. Because we all know this a lot of times actions speak louder than words. And that's what Jesus did for you. He died for you, that's what God did for you. He sent his son. Jesus to die for you, to face the injustice of it all, to go through the humiliation and terror of it all as an ultimate sacrifice. So you and I can come to God in conversation and listen to words of love and mercy and grace that he speaks. I love how Isaiah puts this. Let me read this one last passage. Shout for joy, O heavens. Rejoice, O earth. Burst into song. For Yahweh comforts his people and will have compassion on his afflicted ones. But Zion said, Yahweh has forgotten me. The Lord has forgotten me. But look at what God says. He says, can a mother Forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born. Though she may forget, I will never forget. Guys, don't ever think that God has given you the cold shoulder. Don't ever think that he's ignoring you or that he's abandoned you. No, he's speaking. He's spoken and he's speaking still. And I want to encourage you this this Sunday and even this Advent season to take some time to listen. You know, as Jesus puts it, if you have ears to hear, I'm going to stop speaking now. Just remember that God isn't. God bless, guys.